Hello, listeners. Mandy here. Before we get into today's episode, we would love to hear your thoughts about the podcast and what you'd like to see us cover in the future. It will only take a couple of minutes and will really help us out. You can go to worthy.com forward slash survey and you will be entered to win a $100 Visa gift card. Submissions must be received by September 30th, 2023 in order to qualify. Thank you. And now on to the episode. Welcome to Divorce and Other Things You Can Handle, a branded podcast from Worthy, dedicated to celebrating women like you as you embrace a new beginning after divorce, separation, or whatever. I'm Mandy Walker, and I'm your host. Consider this. Your diamond ring, bridal set, or other diamond jewelry can be a hidden financial asset that helps you with that fresh start. But selling jewelry can be a nightmare. Worthy offers an easy, headache-free solution by partnering with you to help you sell your jewelry and get the best deal on your piece. Our quick and easy process means less work for you and more money when you sell, all done from the comfort of your home. Visit worthy.com to learn more. For this episode, we're talking about handling parenting style differences between you and your ex. It's the rare family, divorced or not, where both parents are aligned on all parenting issues. We all have different backgrounds, different family of origins, different cultures, different religions, different experiences, and all of that plays into how we choose to parent our children. While we're married, There may have been more of a motivation, inclination to compromise or to let the other parent's choice prevail. But with divorce, you get to parent the way that you want in your home and your ex gets to do the same in their home. That might sound simple, but the reality is that it often leads to disagreements and conflicts. And then what? Well, to help guide us through this minefield today, I'm excited to have Nina Cruz as my guest. Nina is based in Sydney, Australia. She's a certified conscious parent coach, social worker, meditation teacher, and her mission is to support parents through shifting archaic parental paradigms, many of which contribute to increased stress, anxiety, overwhelm, and feelings of disconnect. Welcome, Nina. Thanks for having me, Mandy. I'm really excited to be here. I'm really looking forward to this conversation. I thought we could start with kind of a a general question. And I I think it's a common fear for divorcing parents that there are going to be different rules in two homes. And how will the children cope with that? Because they both have the same rules. Um, And I just thought generally, how do children cope with different rules in different homes? Yeah, well, you know, it's it's tough not only for us as parents to deal with the differences but also with the children. And I think, you know, from the get-go, you know, depending on the child's age, you know, that's a conversation to have with your children that this is what we do at mommy's house or this is, this is how we're going to do it here and your dad might be doing it differently. And, you know, it's it's not good or bad. There will be things that will come up, obviously, 
if you've got one parent that's more control-based and maybe more punishment-based and you've got one that's a little bit more looser or a bit, bit more open to shifting things a little bit, maybe that they were in the marriage and, and didn't like a few things and they want to do it differently now. So you really have that creative control when you divorce, when you separate, to decide how are you going to do it and have that conversation with your children. It doesn't mean it's easy or it's going to be hard. It is what it is. Like So you get to decide. Right, right. So I'm, what I'm hearing is talk to your children about it, be open about it, recognize, yeah, dad has different rules than I do. Mm-hmm. These are my rules and explain to them in a, maybe an age-appropriate way Yeah, why you feel those rules are important. Exactly. And, and be open to listen to what your child or your children have to say about how they feel about it. And, you know, you could have like an open forum as to, well, how do you feel about that? And you can create them together. That's the beauty. You can create, you can come up with some rules or some plans or some boundaries together and, and hold that, that safety net for your, your child or for your children. And they know it's very clear then. And, you know, they may come home and say, dad does this. And, you know, the beauty is you can hold space for what they're feeling without judgment of your ex. And that's really important to be kind of neutral, to be a coach in a way. You're not taking sides, you're just listening and you're being open to what they're experiencing because they're going to have different experiences at each house. So let's let's talk a little bit more about that. I wonder if you could, you could help me. Child comes home and let's just pick out of the blue, like you have a, a bedtime at 8.30 mm-hmm. and dad doesn't really have a bedtime. The kids just go to bed when they're tired. So when the kids come back to you, you say, come on, kids, bedtime, 8.30, come on, boot, get a move on. And they say, oh, dad doesn't make us do this. What, first of all, so question is, is the time to have that conversation right then and there? Or is it like, well, let's get to bed and then make a point then like, another time, maybe when you have more time, you're not feeling so stressed to say, hey, this is what happened the other night. Let's talk about it. Yeah. Well, I mean, you get to decide. It could be a moment like, yeah, I know it's, I know dad doesn't do that, but you know what? You know why, do you know why I, I like, you know, you have, we have a bedtime because it's really important you have sleep or what, or ask your child, what do you think? Do you think it's a good idea? And you have a conversation because connection is the first port of call with any parenting style with any kind of time you're parenting, you want to connect. So being able to not only see how they're feeling and ask for their opinion or ask for what they're thinking is a point of connection. So yeah, they may not like it. And obviously as parents, we have to be flexible that, you know, you say 8.30 and it might drag out to nine or something like come up. (laughs) But, But we have that boundary. We have a beautiful loving limit that, you know what, I know I know you get to go to bed at dad's, you know, whenever you like, but, but it's really important you you get sleep, you've got a growing brain. You know, how do you feel when you don't get enough sleep? You know, have you gone to sleep really late at dad's? How did that feel? And you allow them to come to their own conclusion and experience without projecting on like, oh, well, you should have a, anytime you're shooting on anything, it's, it's our conditioning. It, it's coming from the past. So, you want to be as open as you can in the present moment to what's showing up 
You want to be neutral. You don't want to be judging. You might have your own stuff to move through that, oh, that really frustrating. He's letting them, you know, they always really, yeah, they're always so tired by the t- when they come back to me. And now exactly. I, I have to work to get exactly. tired. Exactly. And that that space is victim, you're in a victim mentality and you're not gonna feel empowered. And the you know, you can move through the the upset that that really causes you and move through the feelings that are coming up from that. But then once you move through them, you can shift to an empowered position that you're like, okay, well, this is what we're doing. This is my lane. I'm staying in my lane. You're building a wall. Anytime your mind goes over to your ex's house or, you know, all of a sudden you're in their their house with the kids, you know, you're like, well, I did it again. Pull yourself back into the present moment because when you go into your ex's or you go, you know, all into how he shouldn't be doing it or trying to control something you can't control, you're going to feel a victim, you're going to feel disempowered, and you're going to feel helpless. And this could be stuff you may need to move through from your own childhood. Right, right. So what I'm hearing too, though, is that it, it's building the rapport with the child so your child feels safe and able to talk about these things. Because the 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 danger, if you start off with like, well, gosh, I wish he wouldn't do that. I, you know, I've told him so many times before that he shouldn't do that. Mm-hmm. Your child hears that and hears the criticism and then makes a mental note, don't talk to mom about X, Y, Z in future. Yeah, yeah. And they love their dad. Right. Like when another parent is not speaking highly or, or, or speaking about the other parent, that puts the child in the middle and we don't want to do that. We want to stay in our own lane, stay in our house. And of course, if things come up where there's health and safety issues or the boundaries are crossed or there's something that's not appropriate, then those discussions are had with your ex-partner. Right. That's important. That if there's a red flag, you know, you address it. But never to be using the shorthand in the middle of, of what's going on with you and your ex. I mean, I think children do cope with two different sets of rules. There's lots of different circumstances where that comes into play, like different activity coaches and uh, different teachers at schools have different rules in their classrooms. So, you know, I think as long as you're able to articulate that clearly to to your children, you know, it's not a situation that they're unfamiliar with. Yeah, exactly. I mean, look, with conscious parenting, you know, in terms of boundaries, there are stone boundaries that are set in stone, like health and safety and things that we need to do to look after ourselves and keep ourselves safe. Or there's sand boundaries that are more flexible. So, for example, bedtime might be a little bit of a sand boundary that we've got 8.30, but then there is, you know, a bit of leeway that, you know, they come home late from sport, then dinner's a bit later or, you know. Mm. And so it's a real flow with the sort of sand boundaries, but then you've got ones that are set in stone and that, you know, it's like the child has to get in the car, they have to put the seatbelt on. These are non-negotiable boundaries. So you work out what are your non-negotiables and, you know, then you discuss them with your your children or your child and, and they're very clear. And the thing with boundaries is they're going to push, they're going to test, and that's a great thing. I know it's not necessarily convenient for us. We're not very sad. Sometimes, <laughs> but that—that's their way of learning. They learn. Oh, if I push that a little bit, then and then you can have 
consequences, natural occurring consequences that happen that, okay, if you're driving and they take their seatbelt off or you pull to the side and they're going to be late to whatever they're going to or they're going to miss the soccer match or, you you know, there are natural occurring consequences. You're not doing anything to them. They're just occurring because of the choice that they've made. So it's really getting clear on how are you going to do it now that you're, you know, you're a single parent and, and what's really important to you and, and how do you want your child to experience their childhood and how do you want them to feel in your presence as, as a parent? Right. Well, Nina, we've got, I've got lots more questions, but we're going to take a short break. Listeners, my guest is Nina Cruz. Nina is a certified conscious parent coach, social worker, and meditation teacher. And do stay tuned. We're going to be back with more tips on how to handle parenting style differences between you and your ex. Moving past divorce is hard enough without your old engagement ring staring you in the eye every time you open your jewelry box. With Worthy, you'll find a selling partner who will help you transform your ring from a symbol of the past to a financial asset to help you start fresh. Worthy takes care of everything, from insurance coverage to secure shipping, professional grading, and more. So when you're ready to sell, visit worthy.com. We're ready when you are. Nina, before we go back to our conversation, um, when I was prepping for the show, I was looking at your website. I did notice that you have a free offer on your website for 12 days of presents, which sounded like it would be a great resource for our listeners. I wondered if you would just share that with them right now. Yeah, well, so I have a free uh, downloadable PDF, 12 Days of Presence program. It's really to get you to, you know, it's short email paragraph to read and then there's application because nothing occurs, no changes or transformations happen unless we take action and apply what we're learning. So it's to support your journey as a parent to get back into the driver's seat and get really present because when we're present with our child, we're connected to ourselves and our child. We're not in the past. We're not in the future. And that's where really, really where the magic happens. So, you know, and, and our child in ourselves as a child, which we have a little child inside of us still, you know, we want to be seen, heard and understood and being present is, is the way in. It's the way in to connect yourself and your child. And it's magical what can unfold when, you know, you're really here and now. Your your mind, your body, your soul is in the present moment. And Nina, could you just share your website with our listeners? And we will put it in the show notes, but yeah, who's listening right now? Yeah, it's ninacruzconsciouscoaching.com. And you just go, there's a, a freebies offer or free offers, and you just pop your email in and you can get that sent to you. Great. Thank you so much. Sounds like it would be a great resource to have. And I agree with you, staying present really helps your parenting and your relationship with your child almost with with anything that you do. I think multitasking is something that was we were told we needed to do, but actually it's better not to multitask. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. <laughs> Often we have, we've got no choice as a parent because we're like, you know, child wrangling. But yeah, being present. You know, I mean, we only ever have this moment. We, we, we're never in the past. We can't go back and we're never in the future. So this is gold. This present moment is gold and you get to choose and decide how you want to experience it. 
And, you know, that takes work, that takes awareness, that takes consciousness of, you know, what am I thinking of? And where is the home in my head? Where am I going to? And if you're going to your ex's home all the time and what the, he's doing in that, you're not staying in your power of where, what you want to do. And it's now time to shift and, you know, get in the driver's seat and decide what you want to do. It's it's a beautiful opportunity. Well, that gets to another question about parenting style differences. Because mm. my question is, how important is it for you to know how your other parent is parenting? And I think, you you know, most people have a pretty good idea because they, they spend time being married. Yeah. Yeah. But... You know, that when we talk about parenting time differences at bedtimes, we've already talked about food choices, screen times, chores, language. All of these are situations that I've come up against, yeah. up against in my work, where one parent is saying that they don't like the other parent's boundaries on that that choice. Yeah. And they, it's almost like they, they want to negotiate that and think that it should be consistent between the two houses. But yeah, my question is, when is that micromanaging your other parent? And yeah. when do you let go? Let go. <laughs> yeah. yeah, well, you know, it really depends on how amicable you are with your ex-partner, whether you can have these conversations. Many parents, single parents, can't have these conversations. And, you know, I like to sort of turn it on its head a little bit and empower your child. You know, if they're having a lot of screen time at your ex-partners and you do less, then how, you know, have a conversation with the, your child. And obviously it depends on the age of the child. If if they're young, then there will be boundaries in, in place, uh, possibly, um, you know, especially if they're like one or two. Um, and that could be something that, you know, you have to go to a mediator about, that you have to get extra support with. But when they're a little bit older, you know, have a conversation. How how does your child feel when they've watched three hours of something or played a game? You know, start to empower your child to, feel, you know, think about or, or feel into how it makes them feel because the most important thing is to empower your child on decisions. If they don't like certain food and don't want to have something, they can speak up. So I think that's really important point to keep supporting your child to empower them on their choices. And, you know, contrast is a beautiful thing. Your child is learning contrast. They're learning, okay, at mum's, she's really, you know, wants to be healthy or she, you know, she does less screen time. Maybe dad doesn't, or maybe it's flipped the other way. Mum doesn't, does Uber Eats all the time and dad cooks meals. However, the split is your child is learning some powerful lessons. So don't underestimate that, you know, what they're learning, you know, like my parents divorced when I was four and my dad was not as healthy as my mom. And which way did I go when I left home? I went healthier way. So, you know, I got both sides and I got to choose later on, you know, which way I wanted to, to go and which felt better. And, you know, I did go in a healthier way. I wanted healthier food. I didn't want to eat all the sweets. And, you know, so I think all these lessons can be powerful. It's just whether you're judging it or accepting it. And this is the thing. There is no coincidence. This has happened for a reason. This is how it is now. You've got two homes. Do you want to be spending all your time, your mental space 
in your ex's house trying to control the uncontrollable because that is not going to be good for your mental health. It's not going to be good for your health or your child. You can't be present for your child. And, you know, of course, if there are red, red flags, they need to be addressed. But then it comes down to accepting the as is, accepting what's happening, that, yeah, there are no screen limits. And the, the, and the red flags, that might be a case of having a conversation with an attorney to say, you know, how would the court look at this? Is this, would the court see this as being grounds for yeah. the court to make a ruling? Or is this where the court would say, no, they have the right to do that in their own home? The child exactly. is not being harmed by this. Exactly. I mean, if the child's presenting with, you know, anxiety and, you know, allowed to gain 24 hours or into the night and not getting sleep, then that would need to be addressed because the child needs sleep to, for their brain, to their body to grow into a healthy adult. So, you know, you can certainly see the red flags and take action on that. But in between, there's there's a lot of letting go, you know, separating is letting go of the, the family unit, the ideal family, the the fantasy family that you perhaps wanted it wanted and didn't eventuate. It ended. So there's a lot of letting go. You're letting go of your child every time they go to the your partner's place, your ex partner's place. So if you can look at a lot of the stuff that's happening. Because depending on your parenting style, if you're control and fear-based, it's going to be very challenging to deal with what's going on in his house or her house. So this is a great opportunity, a great time to awaken and start to look at in your own backyard, in your own at your own stuff. Why am I feeling this feeling of out of control? Or why am I feeling anxiety every time? And because, you know, in conscious parenting, we flip the model of the mainstream parenting where it's quite hierarchical and it's it's everybody's on the same level playing field. Your child is your greatest teacher. Your ex could be your greatest teacher. What are they teaching you? Because everybody's mirroring something to you about you. What is your ex mirroring to you about you? Where are you finding it hard to let go? So it becomes an incredible opportunity to grow and evolve. So that really means like paying close attention and really listening to what's being said and being open-minded. And like one of my thoughts was we talked kind of earlier about, you know, the dad not having the boundaries or the, the <laughs> but, you know, it can flip around. Like you just said, like, let's say, you know, your child comes to you and says, you know, I really like it at dad's house because we do X, Y, Z. Like, you know, he won't allow us to have phones at the dinner table or something. What's the benefit to you for for listening to that or to actually sort of say, well, hey, you know, that that sounds okay. Do you like that? Is that something you want us to try here? Yeah. Well, that could certainly be, you know, a conversation, but more to the point is how does it make you feel when your child says, I prefer it at dad's place? I like dad's place better because he lets me do A, B, and C. How does that make you feel? Now, it's not, it's never about the child. It's not about the ex. We we like to point outside of ourselves and go, oh, it's the ex. It's the child. The child is, you know, not listening. The child, okay, they may not be listening, but we we're we blame. 
we, we point the finger. Conscious parenting is about turning the mirror on yourself and saying, okay, how does that make me feel? Yeah, I feel well, sad. I feel you. like awful. Yeah, and those are the feelings. These are the unresolved childhood feelings we have that we never processed, we never felt. Perhaps we felt helpless. Perhaps we felt out of control, so we did everything to be in control. We, we felt not enough, so we had to be enough some everywhere. So this is the reflection that allows us to heal our childhood wounds. So instead of focusing on the ex and what he is doing and not doing, and it's turning the mirror on yourself and saying, how does that make me feel? Because the more you can feel these unresolved feelings, these, these wounds that we haven't looked at and we haven't felt, the, the, the whole story shifts. It sounds like you might, I mean, that, that seems like it would be kind of quite challenging to do on your own. It sounds like you might need some professional help to do that. Yeah, you can definitely, you definitely, I mean, it's, it's not. But unless you round you coach or a therapist to kind of. Exactly. Even exactly. say, hey, you know, this is what happened and this is how it made me feel and I'm not sure how to respond. Yeah, well, we, we, majority of us, you know, this generation is, is, shifting, the majority of us didn't grow up feeling our feelings. We shelved them out. We shoved them down. We distracted ourselves. <laughs> we we got addicted to something. We we didn't feel our feelings. So feelings are scary. We have big feelings. And so we we find it very hard to sit with our feelings. Add a divorce, a separation into that, you got a volcanic eruption of feelings. <laughs> so <laughs> And then add the child and or the children, and you know that's going to intensify what is already inside of you. That's it's not like, like the ex has caused this and the child has caused this. Whatever your experience is, already something within you. you. If you felt helpless in the process, helplessness was already there. It's just been scratched like a wound that's scratched. And so, yes, getting support is is really important because you know solo parenting is quite a lonely journey. Yeah. And you need to have a team around you. You need to have a support network around you. And, you know, but the beauty is that this is an uh, incredible opportunity to grow and transform yourself and your life and your relationship with your child and possibly your ex. So it is a powerful time. And Nina, I mean, I'm just feeling here like we are just scratching the surface here and there's <laughs> more to do, but we are up on our time. I can't believe how quickly this went. <laughs> it flies. <laughs> Thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you for having me, Randy. My guest today was Nina Cruz. Nina is a certified conscious parent coach, social worker, and meditation teacher. Her mission is to support parents through shifting archaic parental paradigms, many of which contribute to increased stress, anxiety, overwhelm, and feelings of disconnect. Thanks for listening to Divorce and Other Things You Can Handle, a branded podcast from Worthy. Worthy is a selling partner you can trust to help you get the best deal possible on your diamond jewelry. Visit worthy.com to learn more and get started. If you have questions about an episode, compliments you'd like to share, or would like to be a guest, please email us at podcast at worthy.com. 
follow the podcast at We Are So Worthy on Instagram or see our Facebook page, Divorce and Other Things You Can Handle, for information about the show. Please see our show notes at worthy.com forward slash podcast for resources and more information about today's episode and guest. I'm your host, Mandy Walker. You can learn more about me at mandywalker.com. Huge thank yous to Worthy's production team. Listen, follow, or leave us a review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you like to listen. Our next episode will be live in two weeks, so stay tuned. Stay tuned.